Good afternoon, Ant Eater fans, and welcome to the Blue and Gold Report. Joining us today on the show are baseball player Jimmy Litchfield to talk about the Ant Eater Spooktacular and some fall ball action. Also on the show, women's cross country runner Chloe Fata, and we round out the segment with Enrique Cardenas from the men's soccer team. Fans, the Blue and Gold Report airs Tuesdays at 5 p.m. on KUCI 88.9 FM and the web. To listen live, turn on your radio or go to ucyourmindsports.com slash bgreport and click on the Listen Live link at the top of the page. If you have a question you'd like to ask our guests, email us at blueandgoldreport at yahoo.com or tweet your question to at UCI Athletics and use the hashtag BGReport. Again, that's at UCI Athletics, hashtag BGReport. We'll try to get as many questions read on the air during the hour. Let's open the show with a recap of action last week in UCI Athletics. The women's soccer team posted two scoreless draws against Cal State Northridge and Hawaii to close out Big West Conference action and clinch a berth in the conference tournament. The Anteaters ended the regular season at 5-3-1 in the Big West and will be the number four seed. The men's cross-country team logged their best finish in six years, coming in third at the Big West Conference Championship in Riverside Saturday. The Eaters totaled 83 points, equaling a third-place finish in 2006. Junior Stephen Molina placed fourth with a time of 24-16-8, over 8,000 meters, to become UCI's top finisher for an individual in the past 19 years since Daniel Galindo was fourth at the 1993 meet. UCI sophomore Alex Tebby placed 11th, while seniors Sam Himes and Rex Nelson were 15th and 23rd, respectively. On the women's side, redshirt sophomore Colleen Lillig led the Anteaters with a 28th place finish of 21-25-8, over 6,000 meters. Today's guest, Chloe Fata, placed 34th, while sophomore Casey Holcomb was 38th. Paula Weissoff and the women's volleyball team went 1-1 one one for the second straight week, sweeping third place Cal State Northridge and then pushing number 9 Hawaii to five sets for the first time since 1992. Ali Squires led UCI against the Matadors with 11 kills, while Marissa Bubica put away a career-high 21 kills in the battle against the Rainbow Wahine. The men's soccer team dropped two road matches, losing to number 14 Louisville 2-1 to one, and then dropping a 1-0 match against Cal State Fullerton. Cameron Iwasa scored the lone goal of the week for the Eaters, while Michael Breslin posted a combined eight saves in two contests. Mark Hunt's men's water polo team lost to top-ranked USC 18-7 and then fell 15-4 against Stanford. Mitch Wise led UCI with four goals, while Alex Kazmaier had seven saves. Paul Smolinski and the men's golf team finished fifth in the Bill Cullum Invitational in Simi Valley. The Eaters shot three under 285 in the final round to record a 54-hole total of 872. Junior Travis Russell led the Anteaters, shooting a 4-under 68 in the final round and finished third at 7-under. Hey, Anteater fans, this is Jimmy Litchfield, junior pitcher on the baseball team. Catch the action on campus this week, beginning with women's basketball tonight against Cal State San Marcos in an exhibition game at 7 o'clock. Celebrate Halloween with the baseball and men's soccer team this Wednesday. Anteater Baseball hosts its annual spooktacular event at 245 at Anteater Ballpark. Come watch as the teams practice in full costume. Stick around as the men's soccer team honors their seniors against the Highlanders Halloween night at Anteater Stadium. Men's soccer kicks off at 7 o'clock. Soccer action continues Thursday and Sunday as UC Irvine Athletics hosts the Big West Women's Soccer Tournament at Anteater Stadium. Check ucirvinesports.com for game times and ticket prices. The men's water polo team wraps up the home schedule this Thursday and Friday against Callum Pacific at 7 o'clock at Anteater Pool. The men's basketball team kicks off their season with an exhibition game against Vanguard Saturday at 7 p.m. at the Bren Center. 
There's a lot going on this week at UCI, so be there and be a part of Eater Nation. And welcome to the Blue and Gold Report. Our first guest today is Jimmy Litchfield, junior pitcher on the baseball team. Jimmy, thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Um, let's start off Halloween Spooktacular. It's been an event. Did you see it as a recruit? Did you ever see it as a I recruit? I did. I came my senior year of high school um, and watched it. And it was, I think, funnier from the fans' perspective because they don't know what's going on. But um, it's a great time, and everyone actually takes it seriously. It's a, it's a big deal for us. So if you've never seen this event, what happens is the baseball team um, will pick one practice closest to Halloween, and they will come out in full costume. Now, this isn't just little paper capes and masks. This is full-on head-to-toe costume, and they practice a good, what, two hours in it? Yeah, we normally enter squad. So everything, you know, catchers, pitchers, hitters, you're you're in full costume doing it all, so... As much as you can do, you're you're expected to still play hard, and I think the coaches still even keep stats like it's a real inner squad game. <laughs> now, what's really funny is the veterans kind of know the deal, so they'll wear something that's pretty lightweight and easy to run in, and you'll see the freshmen come in things that are really difficult to <laughs> to perform in. Yeah, absolutely, lots of masks and stuff that end up not being able to hit very well with a gingerbread mask on. I know that was one of the big things last year, but it's a good time. Um, Taylor Sparks actually surprised me because he came as the Tooth Fairy and he wore a tutu, which is awesome. <laughs> and Mark Trenacosta, I don't know if it was last year, or the year before, came as a cake. He's like a was he a, a person and like a stripper inside of a cake coming out of a cake. <laughs> no, it was all PG, so you can still bring your kids to yes, this. Absolutely. Um, so, kind of give us the inside scoop. What any like? Can you give us a little taste of what kind of costumes are going to be out there this year? Uh, I'm not sure if I can give it away. It's everyone keeps it pretty secret, but. Uh, there's going to be some good ones, and I know there's a couple group costumes this year that will be pretty funny. So I know the sophomores have a pretty good one that should be should be the hit this year. Who who had the best costume last year, did you think? Group or individual? I would say the DJ, Tommy, Crosby, and Mitch. They were the Jamaican bobsled team, um, and they made, they made uh, an actual bobsled out of cardboard. And ran around with it pretty much the whole practice. <laughs> so what happened when you guys had to start intra-squatting? Did you just lose the bobsled? Uh, I know Mitch pitched, and he ran out with the box and then left it behind the mound. <laughs> they had like their own individual section, so they, they made it a good time. Okay, so can you at least tell us if you're in a group or if you're doing an individual costume? I am doing a group but with a, a partner. There's me and one other person. Okay, well, who's the other person? Evan Brock. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> so who came up with the idea? We don't uh, know what the idea is, but who came up with the idea? We were at the Halloween shop and we saw it and we decided that we want, we, we, we originally planned on doing something together, but wasn't quite sure what to do. And we were going to do Ghostbusters, but they didn't really make a an outfit that fit us. It was a little small. So we had to go with something else and we found something good. Did you already wear the costume once over the weekend? I did not. Brock and I were also partners this weekend and we did uh, average joes from dodgeball okay so it w- it'll be different than that okay what have you heard though who do you think is going to come out with the great costume this year anyone talking about theirs like i know no. they keep it tight tight lipped but i don't know who's kind of colluding are you the only one that's with partner or there are there the, um, i know sam moore michael miller kyle davis and dominique they're all doing a group costume that's supposed to be pretty out of control so We'll see if they actually follow through with it. <laughs> okay, that starts at 2.45. It's free. Bring the kids. It's yeah. a lot of fun. We... I think the kids can dress up in costumes and they get to come down on the field after or something. I don't know if that's still... I know we did that the last year, so we'll see. But bring them out. Yeah, bring them out. It's going to be a great time. 
Um, and then also this week, you guys will play San Diego, which is the first time in as long as I can remember that we've actually had a fall ball game yeah. against a team that was not us. Yeah. Um, so you guys must be pretty excited about yeah, that. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. I We haven't done it my first two years. Um, so I think it'll be good to see everyone get everyone in a real game situation. It's tough with the inner squads. You know, you strike someone out and then they end up on second base because they want to work on situations. So this will be an actual game experience. and It'll be good to get the freshmen and everyone involved and see how it really works. Um, what do we know about San Diego just even this early on? I can't even remember who they had on their team. They're going to be year. really good. I had played with a couple kids this summer. Um, and have, you were in the Cape. I was in the Cape. They have they, There's two guys on my team from um, USD, uh, two pitchers, and one played center field and pitched, and they're, they're going to be good. So they're young. They got a new um, – rebuilt their facilities this year, so they're really excited, and they're a growing program. How was your time in the Cape? It was a blast. It was a lot of fun to be a part of that type of experience with so many good players. Um, it's really cool to be able to play with kids that you've never heard of. And, you know, you think playing out in California, best competition you'll see in everything. But there's kids from, you know, the ACC and the SEC that are just they're big kids and they're, they're a lot of fun to be with. So it's a good time. Now, your team ended in a playoff situation against Thurman's team. We did. And we did. how did Thurman do? Thurman started against us game one. Um, he threw well, he as he always does, but he uh I think his last three starts before the playoffs in the Cape he was gone like twenty innings and hadn't hadn't given up a run, so he was really dialed in mm-hmm. and he ended up leading him to the championship series. But uh wait, didn't he give up a bomb or two? He might have. He <laughs> gave up one. Sorry, Therm. <laughs> it's uh it was a small field, we'll give it to him. <laughs> it was an out at our field. <laughs> Okay, going back to the San Diego game, um, do we know who's going to start for us on the mound? I uh, we have not heard. I'm sure it'll be everyone will get two innings. I think we're playing 14 innings, so I'm sure um, the starters might get three, get extended, and then all the relievers will get two. I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen, but they haven't announced anything yet. And we probably won't get to talk to another person from the baseball team until next year. But they will have their annual blue and gold or ants versus eaters, we I should will. say, in November. Yes. Do you know the dates yet? I don't know the dates. That's also free, and that's pretty fun because they pick captains and then the captains draft. Yeah, we have a full draft. Um, Turns out to be pretty competitive, and for that weekend, you don't really like anyone else on the team that if they're not on your team, and it normally splits up the houses in Newport. So (laughs) I know last year there was a big rivalry inside my house. Was there? Who was in your house? uh, Scott Gotchling, Ronnie Schaefer, Jordan Fox, and Matt Whitehouse. And who was on your team? Me... And Fox, I believe, were the only ones on our team. And then it was uh, White House, Ronnie, and Gotch against us. So it uh, it was a good time. Oh, my God. Did you have to wear it? We did because <laughs> we got swept. So That's pretty embarrassing. We, yeah, we lost. <laughs> so that's also in November. That's free. Come out. It's fun. Uh, the parents usually get together and do a little something after the game. Um, so really quickly, let's go on to the roster because – we know what we're getting back with the pitching. Mm-hmm. Kyle Hooper, Matt Whitehouse, Evan Brock, you, um, Ferragamo. I mean, the list goes on and on. The big question for everybody is who's going to score? Who's going who's gonna to provide the offense this year? you got to believe that Taylor Sparks is going to have a big year. Um, he had a great summer in Wenatchee, and I know, I believe he was the number one um, prospect out of that league. Mm-hmm. He hit close to 400, led the league in home runs, so... That's what we expect from him this year. He's going to be a big a big part of the success for our team. Um, and then Robago is also having a great fall. And Jerry McClanahan, they're, they're both hitting well and pr- um, 
demonstrating that they've grown a lot over the summer. And so hopefully they have um, some successful years and will they'll keep us on top. How how big a jump has Robago made? Do you think huge jump? He started probably 20 games behind the plate last year, never caught before, and now he's actually playing middle infield, um, making some unbelievable plays in the fall that no one really expected. But he's really stepped up and he's he's hitting even better than he did last year. So, um, how about some new faces? Um, some new faces. We got a lot of life in a lot of the new guys. I know um, up the middle we have Grant Palmer and Mikey Duarte are two, two new kids. Uh, Duarte is a freshman that brings a lot of life to the game. He's really excited to be here. He always plays hard. He's diving all over the place, always dirty. Where do you think he's going to play? Is he playing short or second? He's been, he's been playing second. Okay. Um, good hands, super quick. You know, he, he likes being out there. And then Grant Palmer came in from El Segundo, I believe. Um, El Camino, tra- or Camino transfer. He's, okay. a, he's a JC transfer. He's um, been playing short. He uh, broke his finger like second day of school. Um, was it ta- baseball related? Yeah, taking ground balls. Oh. So he's been uh, battling that, but he's he's uh, looks like he's going to fill in great there. And then on the mound, Elliot Surrey's kind of come out come out of the woodworks, and he's a freshman left-handed pitcher. I think his first outing, he threw 22 pitches and 21 strikes, or something crazy. So he's he's really stepped up, and uh, hopefully he'll be a big addition to the staff. Now, does Palmer kind of know the lineage of that shortstop? Of he that? does, definitely does. Um, he played with a bunch of these guys when he was younger, mm-hmm. so he knows he knows all of us already. Okay. So he's uh yeah he's he's gonna be a big addition to the team. Okay, so he knows he has to be as good as DJ and, and, and Ben Orloff. Yep. Okay. <laughs> big shoes to fill, but someone's got to do it. Yeah. Um, who do we see at the corners? I think Sparks should be at third. He's he's improved his defense. He's always improving, always working to get better. Um, and then at first, I think it'll kind of rotate. You know, Connor Spencer, he'll be in there, but he'll. He'll be DHing as well because we can't we can't even get him out and we know what he can do so he's tearing it up and then um, Jerry and Ron I believe will switch off behind the plate and at first base they've okay. both been been working um, both of those positions so it'll be kind of a, a flip flop of a position but it'll be good so they're heavy on the catchers this year they are it's a lot of catchers and we have an, a freshman Renee um, who's done well so far he's already fit right into the program and done a great job. Okay, do we see Stevens on in the outfield, or is yeah, he getting Ste- beat by anybody? I don't see him being beat by anyone besides himself because he's his ankle. Um, he rolled it in our last Saturday conditioning. We were playing dodgeball. Is he fragile? Medici- yeah, we were playing ultimate med ball. <laughs> so, but uh, he's doing better, and he's he's hitting well, so I'm, I okay. believe he'll be in left field. How about center? and Center and right is going to be... Who would be your pick? <sighs> I don't know. I like Gotch in center. He's always played well behind me. He he uh, gives it everything he has. Is it because he lived with you last year? Yeah, he's he's uh, he's that's my boy Gotch. <laughs> I like Gotch a lot. So uh, hopefully we'll see him out there. But Dominique has come in, provided some power. I think he's already hit two or three home runs this fall. So that's good to see some offense out of a new guy as well. Oh, and he's also a transfer. He's a transfer from Salt Utah. Lake, yeah. yeah. So he's provided some big offense, and hopefully he'll be able to do that throughout the year. Okay. Um, the pitching talk about who's doing what and I mean hopefully everyone's healthy right everyone's healthy right now Hooper is throwing bullpens he's back um hasn't thrown in a game yet um White House is back looking healthy he says he feels good ready to go um Thurman took off basically this until now he just threw his first bullpen last week so he threw close to 130 innings this year including summer ball so He's um, slowly bringing it back, but I'm excited to see what he can do this year. Ferragamo. 
He's same Phil doing well. <laughs> Added a new pitch, a split change. She learned from race. Really? Yeah. So that's hopefully that'll be a big addition to his repertoire of pitches. Doesn't Evan have a knuckleball? I heard that last year. <sighs> he might. He doesn't throw it, but we have a lefty, another um, Barker kid, mm-hmm. a left-handed pitcher that's throwing knuckleballs and fall ball. Really? So yeah, we'll see what happens with that. I'm not. Not sure what Skip thinks about it, but we'll see what happens. What is Skip, Skip's opinion of the knuckleball? Does he have one? I haven't heard it. <laughs> I, I don't think he's ever experienced one before, so we'll see what happens. You developed a new pitch over the summer, though. I did. I threw a lot of cutters this summer, um, especially against the wood bat. It was good to get um, right-handed hitters who were just sitting away with my changeup to be able to bust them in with something that was moving hard and in on their back foot. So. I hope that is an effective pitch for me this year. I think it'll be big for my future. When you play, you know, in the Cape following a long baseball season, um, what's kind of the strategy going in? Are you, you're obviously working on new pitches and you're working on increasing your velocity. Uh, I know Thurman was on limited innings. Were you as well? I was not. um, I was out of the bullpen. I had a couple starts, but um, out of the bullpen, I was, my main focus was just to get stronger. I gained 15 pounds, just uh, lifting and eating the right way and then I started a throwing program with another pitcher from Louisville and so that definitely helped my arm strength and then it's just easy to learn from so many good kids that are there they all they all have so much information that you can learn from so it's almost like a bunch of coaches just hanging out because everyone's so good they know what they're doing it's fun to be around those type of players um Danny Bavona first season he's the new baseball coach we lost Jason Dietrich to Fullerton unfortunately mm-hmm. um what has Danny Babona brought to the program? Uh, he's brought a, lot, brought a lot of life. I think he he really understands what we're going through because he was just here three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he experienced it all. He knows he knows how to win. He went to Omaha, um, Big West Pitcher of the Year, two years in a row, I think. So he really knows um, how to win, and he's ta- he's taught the pitchers how to compete. We we are split up every inner squad. We're the pitching staff is split up, and whoever loses does the running. Whoever wins gets gets it off so he's turned it into a competition which is mm-hmm. it's it makes it more fun and more exciting for the inner squads because those can get those can get kind of long and dragged out so he keeps us involved okay so you, i remember i was there for one practice and you were calling um you were the ump i was and you were behind uh, the pitchers what was with the wide strike zone i mean <laughs> i mean it was pretty wide it was it Lich. was a good zone for the pitchers you got to keep that tempo <laughs> going um you don't hear it but, from the hitters? No, they they know that it's happening and also I think that day was one of the one of the challenges was walks. So we didn't want any of the pitchers walking anybody because that would just add to the running. Doesn't Babona call you on that though? No, he knows that. I mean it was everyone has a little bit of a big zone. We had Surrey behind the plate on Saturday and it it was awesome to see his personality really jumped out when he was behind the plate cuz he's normally pretty quiet but he was he was really enjoying it out there. <laughs> Um, it sounds exciting. You know, l- I'm going to look at the schedule, um, but we're going to take a quick break and be right back with Jimmy Litchfield. Pictures are worth a thousand words. So join the conversation by following UC Irvine Athletics on Instagram. Search UCI Athletics and start sharing your favorite anteater athletic photos. And we're back with Jimmy Litchfield from the baseball team. Jimmy, a great schedules laid out for you guys this year. Uh, you have Baylor coming in, Cal coming in. Nebraska coming in. Um, just what are, what are your thoughts when you look at the non-conference portion of the schedule? Uh, I'm pretty excited. Um, we got some some big big time teams coming in to uh, our field this year, which is going to be a lot of fun. We played Baylor last year at Baylor in a tournament. They beat us, so we're looking for a little revenge there. Um, Cal is always it's always good to play some Pac-12 schools. They're always good. 
Um, and then do you a, remember their story? They were on the verge of getting cut, were. and they we, uh, make it to yeah. Two of my good, actually, three of my buddies were like the main stars in their reinstatement rap that they made a couple years ago. One I played with this summer, and then two that I played with when I was growing up. So, they, so are uh, you telling me you can rap? They can rap. I'm oh. not sure if I can rap, okay. but. No, they, they've done a great job with that program, really turned around. I'm glad that they uh, were reinstated, and they proved it with making it to the World Series mm-hmm. that same year. Um, and then Nebraska is going to be a good good time because of our old pitching coach, Silva, being there. Um, when he was at LMU, we played him, and there is a big rivalry. There's Every day there is a new joke going on. <laughs> Something's, we're trying to pull pranks on him, so that'll be a good time to be able to play them, and they're, they're always a good team. So you're going to have a prank ready for Silva when he comes? I sure hope so. We'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Get those pitchers together. Yeah. Um, and Hawaii joins the conference this year. Unfortunately, we don't go there. So unless if unless you turn down the big offer from <laughs> the teams this year, you're not going to get to see Hawaii. Yeah, um, I'm. It's great that they're a part of the Big West now. I think that's a big addition. Um, they've always played well, especially at home. They're really tough to beat at home, from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Um, played with a couple of kids in the summer that you know their fans are pretty rowdy and they get some big crowds. So that'll be good. That'll be a big addition, and hopefully it'll strengthen the Big West as a whole. Where do you see UC Irvine fitting into the Big West this year? Uh, definitely at the top. With our staff coming back, we should have one of the one of the top staffs in in the conference. Um, we only lost two two start a starter Crosby and then Nick Hoover mm-hmm. out of the bullpen. Mark Trenacosta um, pitched one year with us, but other than that, we have everyone back. So a lot of returners. We got we kind of got lucky with a couple injuries last year. They uh, were kind of forced to stay this year with Hooper and Whitehouse. So. That's going to be a big a big part of our success is how well how well we pitch and then hopefully we can win a lot of two to one one nothing games. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot, but which pitcher on our staff is going to be the Big West Pitcher of the Year this year? I would like to see Andrew Thurman win the Big West Pitcher <laughs> Pitcher of the Year. Um, I thought he should have won it last year the way he stepped in. I think he was a Sunday guy at the beginning of the year, wasn't quite sure what his role was going to be, and then he really stepped up with our two injuries and he dominated Fullerton and Long Beach, no hit Long Beach. Um Yeah, I thought so, he should have been a co at least. Uh, yeah, he he rolled through the Big West and um I'm expect I'm expecting even more this year out of him. Does he care about that stuff, do you think? Does he No, he he's quiet about it. He doesn't say much. He just goes out there on Friday night and takes care of business. Okay. Well, Thurman, be a little bit louder this year. <laughs> we want you to win it. Um Jimmy, thanks for joining us today. Fans Baseball is going to be exciting this year, but come out this Wednesday, come out for the costumes, come out Saturday for the fall ball scrimmage against San Diego, and uh, mark your dates because February 15th, they kick off the season against Baylor, and it's going to be a great season. Fans will be right back with Chloe Fada from the women's cross-country team. This is Russ Turner, head coach of the men's basketball program, and you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And welcome to the Blue and Gold Report. We're with Chloe Fata. Women's cross country runner Chloe, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. The Big West Conference Championship meet. UC Irvine finishes sixth on the women's side and third on the men's side, which mm-hmm. was one of their top finishes. Top finishes um, in a while. Talk about what the atmosphere was like in Riverside and what you kind of do to prepare for some for a big meet like that. Yeah, definitely. It's really like championship races. There's always. Like, the atmosphere is different from other races because everybody is out there and wants to win. And we were definitely, like, really focused and we were really, like, excited. And I feel like each – we didn't have as many races this season, but for this race we were definitely, like, the most focused and the most confident for it. 
but um, it's still it's pretty it's like rough out there too because it's it just it's a, a lot of people all like working for like the same thing you know what's so. the course like at Riverside I know Cal Poly's a little bit hillier mm-hmm. than um, you know what is normal I guess in a cross country meet but what about Riverside's yeah Riverside it's cool because it's all dirt and then it's like in these there's orange groves and stuff and it's pretty flat and it's pretty fast so and it's fun it's a good course to for the spectators too because we do some loops so they can like run around and cheer for us so. so they follow they run alongside and follow you guys yeah or not not alongside they'll be at one spot then they'll go to another spot so it's, oh, that's pretty funny it's cool um when you start off a cross-country meet what's kind of what's the strategy for the team do you i know it just you know for someone who doesn't really understand cross-country mm-hmm. it just looks like a bunch of people just taking all all at the same time and then pretty soon you have people kind of um distancing themselves but is there a strategy to where you start in the pack and when you break out Mm-hmm. Well, we really, like, we try to stay together as a pack as much as we can. And in practice, we really, we try, we say one of our, like, sayings is, like, power of the pack. So, like, our strength is, like, all of us, like, just running as close as we can together. And so... At what point do you start to break away? Or what, when should you start to break away? Ideally, we just stay together the whole time. But, okay. um, or at least have, like, our, like, top three together. And then, like, the rest of the four girls, like, right there. But it just kind of naturally breaks away. But um, yeah. for you personally, when you run a meet like that, um, what is the difference between, you know, when you are able to hit your times and take the lead? Or I know you don't like to set the pace. That's what I was told. You <laughs> kind of like to you like to kind of hang back a little bit and then kick strong at the end. Yeah. Do you? have a time in or do you have a time in mind or a place in the course in mind when you decide when you're going to kick yeah well cross country is a little different like um because each course is different and like the distance is a little different and like we train because on the track it's you know you train on the track and you race on the track but for cross country you know you we train on like the grass fields and the arc but we race we'll race on golf courses or we'll race like on the dirt so it really just depends on the course itself. Okay. What was the strategy so, for you at Riverside? Was it a, a specific time that you wanted to meet before you started, or was it a, just a place in the course that you you pick out, or does coach pick out? Um, yeah, well, I kind of like I had my own goals, mm-hmm. and I had like my own goal time, and I had like where I like with championship race too. It's kind of like a, about place, you mm-hmm. know. So like top 10 will be like all conference and so I had like that in my mind and my strategy was to like I wanted to be like with the top pack like between the top like 12 and 20 girls but it, it didn't happen but um so I was I had like a time in mind but it was more important for me to like to get the place okay. and to like score um, to score some points score like yeah so now points. next up though you guys will compete in the regional in mm-hmm. Seattle um, have you raced the course in Seattle, or is it a completely new course? Yeah, not in Seattle. So okay. I'm really excited because I heard it's really like flat and fast because it's on a golf course. And regionals is really exciting me because there's just so many schools, like all like the Pac-12 schools and all like schools from all the Western regions. So there's a lot of energy, and it's really fun. Now, in you know, in several other sports, when you go to a, a different venue, you actually get to practice on it. Is that the case for this regional? Will you be able to actually run the course before you compete in it? Yeah. Well, 
we race on Friday, so we'll probably we'll f- run it on Thursday. Okay. So it'll be good. Um, and what's the criteria to advance to the championships after that? Um, yeah, it's pretty competitive. Mm-hmm. And, like, the top teams or, like, the top, like, 25 individuals like, will make it. So... Is that something you're aiming for? Are you trying to be one of those individuals? Is that is that <laughs> achievable? Uh, that's the dream. But <laughs> it's Who are some of the top runners in the West region? Top runners? Mm-hmm. Um, we have, like, like the runners from, like, the Pac-12, like Jordan Hesse. And then, I mean, our conference, too, has, like, some pretty strong runners and stuff. From, like, Cal Poly has, like, a superstar freshman that won our um, conference meet and stuff. So... I mean, there's a lot of talent in this region. When did so. you start running? Me? Uh, competitively, I started running, like, when I started my freshman year of high school. But actually, before my first birthday, my mom said I was, like, running everywhere. So I, like, I was just born to run. I don't know. <laughs> now, you also compete with the track team, and you run middle distances. Yeah. Do you prefer one over the other, or do you just like them all? Um, I... Like, I do, like, I like cross-country because there's, um, like, the team aspect of it is really exciting, and we work together, and it's really fun, but I am definitely more of a track runner. Like, I love the 1500, and middle distance is, like, my thing, so. Is the preparation for those middle distances, is it very different from cross-country? Um, it's not too different. It, we just, like, we train on the track, so we do, like, more speed and um, cross country is more miles and like longer like speed workouts, but track we do all of, like our speed work on the track and stuff like that. Now Jeff Perkins is your coach for track, or does Vince still? No, uh, I still work with Vince. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Is um, how is he as a coach? Like, what have you learned from him? Because um, you're a senior, so yeah. you've had him for a while now. Yeah, Vince is he's a great guy. He just he's kind of like I was like kind of like the wise like. Oh, man, you know, like he's, he's, like, been there for a while. He, like, knows, like, everything about track. And he knows everybody, too. We always go somewhere. He's, like, super popular. But, I mean, Vince has really, like, helped me to, like, I really love how he will, like, with my dreams and my goals, and he'll really, like, work with me to, like, get there. And even with, like, letting me study abroad in Spain, he likes to look at, like, the life picture so when I told him I, I want to go abroad he was just like yeah like, you should do it and I know a lot of other coaches wouldn't have let me do that and we are going to talk about studying abroad but we'll be right back we're going to take a quick break before we come back with Chloe Fata fans if you have a question you'd like to ask our guests email us at the blue and gold report at yahoo.com or tweet your question to at UCI athletics and use the hashtag BG report Again, that's at UCI Athletics, hashtag BG Report. We want to hear from you. We want your questions, and we'll get as many read on the air during the hour as we can. And we're back with Chloe Fata on the Blue and Gold Report. Chloe, you spent um, a quarter, is it a quarter or a year, in Spain? It was, um, well, I missed the winter and spring quarter, so it was their spring semester, so I was gone for six months. Now, you did this last year? Mm-hmm. My fourth um, year. Why did you pick Spain? Mm-hmm. And what city were you in? Okay, so I like always wanted to study abroad in Spain since I was in eighth grade. I don't know, and I'm it had to be it had to be Spain because I am double major Spanish and psychology. Okay, and then I chose Barcelona 
Um, well, because the university I went to allowed me to take classes in both like psychology and Spanish, and then I also just it just sounded really cool because it's like by um, the sea, and then there's mountains, and it just it it's very really it's cool. very much like California in it that is. respect, where there you have the beach and then you have the mountains. Yeah. Um, how was your Spanish before you went to Spain? Um, I like I had studied it for so long, but I never really practiced it because I was like, too nervous. Just like embarrassed. So then, when I got there, I was just kind of like too scared. But then by the end, I was like, it was good. I like improved so much. Did you go by yourself, or did you go with any other um, people from your the school of psychology? Um, I went by myself, but I was with like um, the program, like through the UC program. Okay. So I met other UC students there, but I didn't know anybody before I left. Well, that, I mean, I lived in Barcelona for eight months, so I, I love it there. But, um, you know, what did you think of, like, the city? Yeah, I loved it. Like, the city life was amazing. And just so, just so many people and there's so much to do. And there's just so much, like, culture. And it's just, and so many different people. And it was. Did like, you run amazing. there? Did you run yeah. while you were there? I actually, I joined two different running clubs. They have a running club there? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. I ran, there is, like, tons of running. Running's actually, like super like in fashion there like a lot of people run so I joined a running club like at my gym that I joined and then I joined another running club um and it was it was really cool did you spend any time on La Rambla yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of the main I would say touristy thoroughfare that goes from the center um to the statue to the Columbus Mm -hmm. statue um did you go to Montserrat yeah. And did you see La Sagrada Familia? Yes. And yeah. So there's some it's beautiful architecture. That's still in progress, I think. Yeah. Or did they finally finish no. it? Yeah, I don't <laughs> think they're ever going to finish that one. That's a, gosh, a famous church that's been renovated and worked on for, I don't know, 100 years. It seems yeah. like it's been forever. Um, what did you do? I mean, how much of how much of Spain did you get to see? Did you Were you only in Barcelona? Did you get to go to Madrid? Did you go... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I saw some cities in Catalonia, mm-hmm. so like Girona and Siches, which is like on the beach. And then I flew to um, one of the islands off of, say, Mallorca, and I went to Madrid and Sevilla, Granada, Bilbao. Did you get to Ibiza? That's the big... No, the big party. The big no. European part. Any, any uh, European <laughs> techno dance video... That you see on an island is probably taking place in Ibiza. <laughs> I didn't but. make it there, no. <laughs> um, you also cook. You're a big <laughs> cook, I'm told, and that you cook every night. Yeah. Um, and I know that your father has a restaurant. Did you learn all your cooking skills from your dad? Um, actually, my mom cooks really well, too. Okay. So I learned from her. But both my parents cook really well. So Have you learned how to make paella? Oh man, I like watched when I was in Spain when um, some I met like people who like live in um, Barcelona, and so I watched them make it. But I've never made it myself. What do you like to cook when you cook? Um, and I know I you think, cook for the house too. Well, I mean, sometimes <laughs> <laughs> we'll like all cook together at the same time. Um, I don't know. I like to make like fish and just like pasta and rice and vegetables but like i like to use different spices or different like now are you able to just throw in things and make it taste good yeah i kind of just 
I don't really know. Just put it all together and make it taste good. Do you actually <laughs> know what you're throwing in, though? You know how everything <laughs> works together? That's the thing that I've, you know, when I watch these cooking shows is that they said, oh, this will go with this, but they know exactly how it tastes, how it's going to affect the dish. <laughs> I need my recipe. I need the measurements, and then it comes out okay. <laughs> but are you able to just kind of play with things and make yeah. it work? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. I've been, I've watched like the Food Network sometimes. Like we'll just have it on, and then I don't know just by watching my mom and stuff. So and that's her style too. Is just she tries to make the same thing twice but never can because she always like and it's all from memory, right? Yeah, and just yeah, has like a amazing. new idea. And so well, if you're ever trying a new dish and you need some people to <laughs> to taste it, Heather. Kelly and I will be happy to try it out, right? Sounds good. Um, And you also make up songs, I'm told. (laughs) And you guys made up a song using um, a running song with the tune to the song We Are Young. Yeah, my teammate Carlotta. It was actually um, Carlotta and her sister came up with it on a run, and then they, like, introduced it to me, and then I helped them finish it. Okay. So... Yeah. So, will you give us a couple lyrics from that song? Um, okay. Sure. <laughs> so, I'll do, like, the first. Okay. It's... You can go ahead and sing it, too. <laughs> <laughs> give me a second. I, I need to catch my breath and break. My legs are filled with lactic acid higher than in resting state. <laughs> <laughs> he is waiting for me to finish the long haul. My cheeks are really sunburned and I need a bathroom stall. <laughs> So that's the first part. That's pretty good. I think we're going to have to send out a flip cam with you guys, and you guys can perform it for us. Sounds good. Um, Chloe, thanks so much for being with us. Good luck in Seattle at the regionals, and we really hope that you reach your goal and we (laughs) can see you you. at championships. Uh, Fans, Chloe Fata, women's cross country. We will be right back with more on the Blue and Gold Report on KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Fumi Kimura, and you're listening to the Blue and Gold Report on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And welcome back. Our final guest for today is Enrique Cardenas. Kike, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, You guys, Riverside, it's going to be emotional for you because we are saying goodbye to Senior Everett Pitts. That's Senior Day. And then we close out the season against Cal State Northridge Saturday. Um... Let's first talk about Riverside. How, what type of style do they play? And uh, they gave you a tough game the first time around. Uh, yeah, they did. That was a tough one to swallow for us, especially because um, we hate losing to Riverside uh, almost more than Fullerton. But um, Riverside, we did well that game. Just a lot of unfortunate events happened throughout the game that um, kind of swayed the game towards their, their side. And um, we feel we could... We we definitely have a really good chance of winning. We just got to put our chances away because we we had a lot of better chance. We had better chances than they did that game. We just unfortunately couldn't get it on the end of the th- uh, of them. And um, yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to this game. Especially it's like you said, senior night. Um, you have one senior, right? You have one senior. It's Everett, the general, and he is your roommate. Um, yeah. Talk about what it's been like to get to know him, and you know, sh- you know, sharing the house together and living together. Well, every that dates back to senior year in high school for me, and um, I played um in his club team, but he well he was in college already, and I heard a lot about him from my coach, and um, 
I came on my visit, and um, my uh, one of my coach, one of my coaches from high school, brought me, and um, he went to school here. And I walked into the hall, and I just see this large, large soccer player in the hall, and I was like, "That's Everett." I just knew it was Everett, <laughs> and I, he ended up posting me for my visit, and I had a great time. Um, he became one of my closest friends on the team, and um, my freshman year, I was always with him, always with him, and. Um, was he uh, part of the reason why you chose UCI? Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, Everett's um one of my closest friends. He's my roommate for two years now, and um he's one of the hardest working. Um, he's definitely the coolest guy I've ever met. Definitely the coolest guy I've ever met. Very humble, and he has such a will to win. Um, he's very hardworking, very, very, very great leader for us. And um, it's gonna be tough to lose him, but um, he's left a legacy around. Um, he's done his job, and um, I wish things could have gone better this year for him because he's definitely put in the work. And I mean, we all have. Just a couple of unfortunate events have happened uh, that throughout the games that have led to the other team's way. But um, you're gonna definitely pick up where he left off, though. Next year, you're gonna be a senior, and you're probably gonna be, um, you know, in a leadership role. Um, I got to think that you learned some things from Everett to help you with that next year. Oh, definitely, definitely. I've learned a lot from Everett. Um, he's taught me to stay humble. That's one of the biggest things. Was that um, a problem for you? Oh, yeah, I could say <laughs> that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Um, Everett's definitely a very, very humble guy. Um, he One of the, the biggest things he's taught me, though, was to work your hardest and everything. He's always working his hardest in the weight room, in training, and if he loses, he's angry, angry, <laughs> and anything. It could be throwing a trash into a trash can. And we're playing shooting, like anything. We're scrimmages and practice, like megging each other. It's nuts. Me and Ever are always competitive, fighting against each other. I'm gonna definitely gonna miss that. But um, I'll build. It. We've we've started to build that with some other guys on the team too. Can a person talk to Everett after a loss? No. No, don't no. go near him. No. Okay. That's good to uh, know. Everett takes it harder than anyone. Anyone I've ever met personally. He is completely closed down. Doesn't talk to anyone. Like I have I have I don't take losing well either. I don't really talk to anyone. Um I'll try to talk to Everett cuz I know like he feels the same. I'll try to talk to Tark. Tark will talk to me like, cuz he's very bad about losing too. But Everett takes but it to Everett, another level. Yeah, it's just <laughs> insane like I can't talk to him I'll try to talk to him and he'll just be like look at me and I'll be like oh yeah (laughs) I've learned though I I just kind of give him a space um so that's the final home game that's Wednesday Halloween night come out and support the team because they're a great group of guys and you guys wrap up your season at Cal State Northridge Saturday um what's Northridge you know they won the South Division but you know you've always had a fierce rivalry against Northridge too what type of style do they play, and how are you guys going to approach that game? Um, they take they play a similar style to us. Mm-hmm. They try to keep the ball. They play out of the back. And um, personally, I thought we outplayed them uh, in our game. We had a lot of chances. We just didn't put it away. And unfortunately, that's been the story for the year. But we're trying to close it out this year and trying to go off on a good note. And uh, hopefully, it sets the foundation for next year. So we're gonna work our hardest, get on the end of the things this year, uh, the end of this year, and um, hopefully it'll catapult us to another uh, 
Love when it's a better season. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you touched that upon that on a little bit, but you know, take a second and reflect in, are you able to describe what happened this season? Was it a chemistry thing? Was it just too many new players or not enough new players? Uh, um, a, we had a lot of new players and, um, it was, it was new. Uh, we've never really, since I've been here, I don't really think we've had that many new guys. But um, it was, I don't know, honestly, what I think it was, like, we were in all the games. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I thought we, personally, I thought we dominated all the games. Because if you look at this, if you look at the results, you guys played your best games against the ranked teams and the best teams. Yeah, exactly. And, like, we held our own up until, like, the last minutes of each game. And it wasn't like we just gave up the last minutes. It was, like, little spurts of things, like, 20 seconds and we gave up a goal and like mm-hmm. unfortunately like we had a lot of like bad calls that led up to them and things that are just unfortunate events that but which happen in soccer yeah, all the time and yeah and they happen and we got to manage them well and it was just I thought it was a uh inexperience by us mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate because I'm one of the leaders on the team I'm an older guy and like it comes down to like the older guys so it was that but the great thing about it is that um our team is very stubborn, and I like that about us. And, yeah, we took this season hard because we hate losing more than anything. We talk to our guys. We, we've all been very furious this past couple of weeks or um, months because of losing. But um, I think it's a good thing personally because you have to fall in order in order to rise. Right. So I think this will this will put us in a good position not only for next year but for these next couple of games because we want to close the season on a good note and we want to say farewell to Everett on a good note. So, And on that note, we're going to take a quick break with Kike and we're going to come back. We have a little background information on him from his friend Everett and we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> so stay tuned. Blue and Gold Report, KUCI 88.9 FM. Hi, Anita fans. This is George Kuntz, head coach of the men's soccer team. Are you interested in receiving information about UC Irvine Athletics? Sign up for the A-List, an email news service that is completely free to our fans. You'll receive information and special offers about the Anteater sports you follow. Get the news when you want it. Visit www.ucirvinesports.com and click on the A-List logo to join. And welcome back to the Blue and Gold Report. We continue our interview with Kike Cardenas. Kike, mama's boy. <laughs> what is that all about? I'm told you're a mama's boy. <laughs> uh, I am. I am. Um, uh, I'm the youngest child of, of five, four older sisters. Um, you're the only boy? Yeah. Oh, I'm my. Okay. So a little bit of daddy's boy, too. <laughs> the, um, my mom was taking care of me. Um, she did my laundry growing up all the time. She's she still doing your laundry. Me. Yeah. Kike. Yeah, I started. I started to do my own laundry because I haven't gone home in the last couple months. Um, but yeah, I go home. <laughs> I take my laundry with me. Um, it was bad my freshman year. My sisters would come up and do my laundry. You had your sisters <laughs> come up. I didn't know how to do it. That if you're Asian, you would be called number one son. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's the same. I was thing. the only son, so I yeah. had to be the number one son. <laughs> Um, when did when did it stop? When did your sisters finally say, "I am not doing your laundry anymore"? Um, last year, I would say. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so now you just take it home and you have your mom do it. Uh, no, I always take it home, but um, <laughs> I do my laundry more now. Okay. Yeah. Do you uh, do you talk to your mom every day? Um, pretty much. It, it's hard for me. Like my mom hardly answers her phone, <laughs> but she's very bad with technology. But um, yeah, I talked to her last night. I was really sick last night, so I called her and I told her to come pick me up. And she's like, I can't go. She's like, I don't know how to get there. <laughs> and I was like, Wow! I just wanted her. I told one of my friends to bring my mom to. Cause I was, I felt terrible. And you, like, so one of your friends picked up your mom and brought her to you. No, I wish she would have come. <laughs> she would have a way back. But so maybe yeah. she thinks you're growing up a little bit. Yeah, so you don't she need does, her as yeah. much. Yeah. Um, well, that explains it then, because you have your mom and you, I'm sorry, you have four sisters. Yeah. And that is why you like chick flicks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm told that you love the Notebook. Um. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know how you got this information, but yeah, it's a great movie. <laughs> Is that your favorite chick chick flick? Um, I would say so. Really? Have yeah. you seen Love Actually? Oh, I have not. Heather, that's a good movie. Should I Kelly, check it have out? Have you seen Love Actually? No. It's so good. Oh, really? Yeah, it's better than Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Have you that's seen Valentine's Day? Yeah, I have. No, it's better than that one. Oh, really? Yeah, Love Actually. Check it out. Okay. Um, when did your love for chick flicks start? When you uh, is it be just is it what I say is that your sisters were watching it your older sisters were watching them and you were you didn't have control of the remote exactly so. what happened <laughs> I was um pretty low down the pecking order growing up <laughs> for the control so it was my mom she would watch Lifetime all day I grew <laughs> up watching Dirty Dancing every single day <laughs> grew up watching Selena grew up watching countless like movies my mom was just obsessed with pretty uh pretty pretty, pretty woman. woman does I she watch that. telenovelas huh? yeah oh my god i can't stand those <laughs> you don't watch telenovelas no, 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 no. those I are growing up. those are i don't know if they're even mexican if they're south american but they are spanish um soap operas yeah. <laughs> um that's pretty funny and <laughs> What um, I would say, you talked a little bit in the first segment about you and Everett competing about against everything in everything. You know, <laughs> t- throwing paper in the trash can. But I'm told that he kicks your butt in FIFA soccer. <laughs> is that true? Well, that there is a lie, and I'm glad we have it on tape here because I have it documented. I have pictures of me beating him, which. He always, which is a treasure because whenever I beat him and I take my phone out and take a picture. Oh, he I says you him. Instagram it. Uh-huh, I do because <laughs> I hardly get to take a picture because as soon as I pull out my phone, he goes off and turns the console. So <laughs> Everett's just a big fat loser. For, that's my opinion. So, so I asked him because he told me you Instagrammed when you win. And I said, well, do you Instagram? And he goes, no, it, it happens too much. So it's, it, would, <laughs> it would be boring or something like that. It doesn't happen. That's why I can't take pictures of it. Okay. What is uh, fans, if you want to see an Instagram of Kike beating Everett, what, what should they search for? What's your Instagram account? Uh, it's at K-E-E-E-Y-K-E-H. Okay. <laughs> so look that up. Are you And you guys play three to four times a week, he said. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't play as often as I used to, but um, I'm still better than Everett. <laughs> but yeah, we'll play just to see who has bragging rights, which is usually me. He'll get his, his luck once in a while, but... Everett, I think you better... Uh you better challenge him pretty quick because he seems pretty confident that he kicks your butt all the time. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll post the Instagram picture tonight. Okay, we'll be looking for it. I also heard that you are the worst singer on the team. Of what? 
And while well, he says he he said to ask you to sing something by Drake. Oh no no no! <laughs> I'm sick. Thank God. <laughs> Fans, if you want to hear Kike sing, tweet us at BG Report <laughs> on Twitter at UCI Athletics. We'll see if we can get him in a future show to sing for us. Um, Kike, you know I know it's been a rough season, but go out strong against Riverside. Go out strong this Saturday. Um, and we will look forward to seeing you guys have a great season next year. And thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Fumi. Uh, we'll be right back with more on the Blue and Gold Report on KUCI 88.9 FM. And see the fans, this is Scott Juniper, head coach of the women's soccer team. Become a fan of the UC Irvine's women's soccer Facebook fan page. Go to www.ucirvinesports.com and click on multimedia to connect with UC Irvine women's soccer. Or you can also search UC Irvine women's soccer on Facebook. This week in Anteater Athletics, the women's soccer team competes in the Big West Conference Tournament beginning this Thursday at Anteater Stadium. UCI, the number four seed, takes on top seed Cal State Fullerton November 1st at 730 Second-seeded Cal State Northridge will face off against number three-seed Cal Poly in the early game at 5 o'clock. Tickets are now on sale and can be purchased by going to ucirvinesports.com slash tickets. Both semifinal matches will be streamed live at ucirvinesports.com. Kickoff for the championship match on Sunday is 1 o'clock and will be aired live on Prime Ticket. The women's golf team ends the fall portion of their schedule in Hawaii at the Rainbow Wahina Invitational this Tuesday and Wednesday. Basketball season kicks off this week as first-year head coach Doug Oliver and the women's basketball team hosts Cal State San Marcos in an exhibition game tonight at 7 o'clock in the Bren Center. Russ Turner and the men's basketball team also get underway with an exhibition game against Vanguard Saturday at 7 in the Bren. Honor UC Irvine's lone soccer senior on Halloween as the team welcomes UC Riverside in their final home match. The Anteaters then travel to Cal State Northridge Saturday with kickoff for both matches scheduled for 7 o'clock. Men's Water Polo also honors their seniors this week with a pair of home matches at Anteater Pool. UCI takes on Cal Thursday and Pacific Friday with both contests scheduled for 7 p.m. starts. These are two key matches with the Anteaters vying for a spot in the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation Conference Tournament, so make sure you come out and support the Anteaters. The baseball team will host its annual spooktacular event and practice in costume this Wednesday, beginning at 2.45. The event is free and open to the general public. The Anteaters host the Toreros of San Diego in a fall ball contest Saturday at 11 a.m. at Anteater Ballpark. So come out and get an early peek of the 2013 baseball team this Saturday. That'll do it for the show. Thanks for listening in, fans. I'm Fumi Kimura, and on behalf of our engineers, Heather McCoy and Kevin Stockdale, we thank you for tuning in to KUCI 88.9 FM.